Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment, like no other, it's gonna be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Marinero, the sick podcast after the Canadians beat the Calgary Flames, that big game in Calgary, which was their third of three games versus the Calgary Flames. Everyone was hoping that they would get back to Montreal and beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, unfortunately, they didn't. The Canadians lose by a score of four to one. And we're going to get to that in just a second. Earlier in the day on Wednesday morning, the Montreal Canadians announced that Jonathan Drouin would be taking a leave of absence from the team for personal reasons and asked that his privacy be respected. Drouin will recall uh, left the warm-up in the game versus the Calgary Flames. And at the time, we were told that he had a, an injury that was non-COVID related. And so now a couple of days later, we know what's going on. And, and so I think I speak for everyone when we say that uh, we wish Jonathan Drouin well. Uh, he's been put on LTIR, and uh, so he's going to be out long-term. And everyone's hoping uh, at this point, of course, that he could be back at 100% and join this team uh, in what they hope will be a long playoff push if they make the playoffs. Because with the loss versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Canadians once again now are six points up on the Calgary Flames. But now both teams have played the same amount of games with eight games remaining in the National Hockey League's regular season for both Montreal and Calgary. Uh, next up for the Montreal Canadiens, they host the Winnipeg Jets on Friday night. But now let's talk about that game versus Toronto. We have to put a couple of things in perspective. Carey Price is out with post-concussion symptoms. Brendan Gallagher, who suffered that um, fracture in his hand, well, he's out. The good news is that he started practicing yesterday, but he was out of the lineup. Thomas Tatar was out of the lineup. And in my opinion... I think I know when Tatar got hurt. I think it was that game versus the Edmonton Orders when Connor McDavid split in between Joel Edmondson and Jeff Petrie and scored that goal when he went upstairs on Jake Allen. And if you recall that play, Thomas Tatar got absolutely drilled at the offensive blue line. And I think he got hurt on the play. Uh, he was out for a while. He tried to come back, uh, played a game, and now he's out again. And so I think that's exactly when he got hurt. Paul Byron is out with an injury as well. Uh, so, I mean, you add it all up. No Price. No Gallagher. No Tatar. 
no Drouin, and no Byron. So no number one goalie, no top two wingers on your line that gets the most minutes. One of your players that has the most assists on the team is out as well. And a player who plays good on the defensive side of the puck, who's got speed, and your lineup could use it, is out as well. So I'll say this. I'll say I'm going to take it easy on the Montreal Canadiens tonight, and I'm going to tell you why. I think the effort was there. I think this team tried. The Canadians with a healthy lineup probably are inferior, I would say, are inferior to Toronto with a healthy lineup. Now you take five players out of that lineup and you go up against a healthy Toronto team who has their team, with the exception of Freddie Anderson, who if the playoffs start tomorrow, is probably not going to start in the playoffs for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not the way Jack Campbell has been playing. By the way, the Leafs with the win on Wednesday night versus the Canadians have clinched the playoff spot, the first team in the North division to clinch the playoff spot. But look, it doesn't mean that Montreal's game was perfect tonight because I said the effort was there and they tried. There were some bad mistakes. There clearly were some bad mistakes. And Tyler Toffoli, why would you want to put the Toronto Maple Leafs on the power play as early on in the hockey game as you did? But Toffoli takes a terrible, terrible penalty. And the Toronto Maple Leafs go on the power play. And the way they passed that puck around and it went from Matthews to Riley to Marner to Nylander, it was the Canadians and the the, the, the movement was not only the, the passing, but the player movement was absolutely incredible. It's a minute and 38 seconds into the hockey game and the Toronto Maple Leafs already have a one nothing lead. And then what was it? Uh, just over seven minutes later, there's a pass from Foligno that goes towards Austin Matthews. It looks like it could be picked off by Nick Suzuki. He can't get to it or it just goes right off his stick. But the puck first is in the air and it's batted out of the air by Austin Matthews, uh, who places it inside the post. And just like that, the Toronto Maple Leafs are up on the Montreal Canadiens in, uh, by a score of 2 to nothing. It's the Sick Podcast, and it's brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. You know, you spot Toronto a two-goal lead after 20 minutes of play. You're without five bodies. And at that point, I mean, it looked like, to tell you the truth, that at one point Toronto felt like it was almost somewhat of a scrimmage. And I say that with all due respect to the Canadians because once again, they were outmanned. Um, they were decimated with injuries. Uh, Toronto clearly had more talent on the ice than the Montreal Canadiens. And Jake Muzzin uh, throws one at the net just over six minutes into period number two and deflects off of John Merrill's stick and it beats Jake Allen. Nothing he can do there. As a matter of fact, I would say that there was nothing that Jake Allen could do on the first. There was nothing he could do on the second and there was nothing that he can do on the third. At that point, Yol Armia has a breakaway stopped by uh, Jack Campbell. And a couple of minutes after that, Edmondson to Petrie, Petrie carrying the puck with some speed, with some movement, with a great pass in transition to Nick Suzuki, who enters the offensive blue line with speed, has Hall backing up, uses him as a screen, and he goes up and over Campbell. It's a real good shot, and the Canadians narrow that lead to 3-1. to one. And at that point, we're thinking, well, 
we got ourselves a hockey game here, but it wasn't much of a hockey game, to tell you the truth. It almost seemed like it was a scrimmage for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Canadians, I thought, really struggled with some facets of their game, one of which was the transition game. Had it not been for Petrie on that goal by Suzuki, you didn't see much of it. I thought the Canadians had a hard time as well exiting their zone. Uh, Phil Deneau was a tough night for him getting with the zone exits. It was a particularly tough night for Shea Weber as well. He had a god-awful time of actually with zone exits for the Montreal Canadiens. And it just, it wasn't easy tonight versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the sick podcast. Montrealers, are you tired of going to the gas station? Use Fuelit service, whether you're at home, work, or anywhere in between. Download the Fuelit Canada app today. Fuelit, bringing gas to the 21st century. Speaking of gas, it's another thing that I want to talk about. I thought the Canadians didn't have a lot of gas in the tank tonight. They really didn't. Well, were they playing their um, their fifth game, I think, in the last eight days or something like that? And we know that because they had that COVID break, uh, you know, they probably were off for that week or 10 days between games. But once they came back, I mean, they're playing a game every day and a half on average type of thing. And the Canadians were just, they looked tired. They looked tired from the three games and four nights that they had played versus the Calgary Flames. They played on Friday. They played on Saturday. They played on Monday. By playing on Wednesday, it's four games and six nights. I believe it's five and eight. And so you're talking about a Toronto Maple Leafs team who I think they've been off now for, they were off for several days. The last time I think they played the Winnipeg Jets uh, was on Saturday night, if memory serves me well. So Toronto was off on Sunday, off on Monday, off on Tuesday, waiting for the Montreal Canadiens. And so Toronto with more pure talent than the Canadians, let's be honest, Canadians don't have an Austin Matthews. Canadians don't have a Mitch Marner. Canadians don't have a John Tavares. And you can make an argument, but the Canadians probably don't have a talent like William Nylander either. So make it three or four players that the Canadians don't have. Those guys came in with a lot of energy. The Leafs, once again, were not decimated with injuries. The Montreal Canadiens are. You add it all up. It just, you know, I had a, this was not going to go well. You just knew that the Canadians were going to be in trouble tonight. And in trouble they were. And now the big thing is, do they have enough gas in the tank? Speaking of, of, of fuel at Canada, do the Canadians have enough gas in the tank to take them to the end of the season and be able to hang on and make the playoffs? And if they make the playoffs, it's most likely going to be an appointment with these same Toronto Maple Leafs. And I know a lot of people were watching the game on Wednesday night saying, uh, you know what? If Montreal gets into the playoffs, it's not going to last very long and Toronto's going to destroy them. And you know what? That very, very well may happen. But at the same time, there's a couple of things that we have to keep in mind, okay? And here's the good news. The good news is when the Canadians end their regular season, they'll have a week before the playoffs start. So it's a week to recharge the batteries. They'll probably get a good three days off and then they'll probably start practicing. And, you know, at that point, it, it's they're not heavy-duty practices. You're practicing your special teams. You're fine-tuning a few things. So the Canadians can get that breather, and they can recharge the batteries at that point, should they get in. You would expect Carey Price, who Dominic Ducharme says is getting better day by day, you would expect that Carey Price will be back. Brendan Gallagher already has been practicing. The cast is off. 
Brendan Gallagher will be back. We don't know about Byron. We don't know about Tatar. And we don't know about Drouin. But at the very least, what we do know is if the Canadians make the playoffs, they have a week in between, a week off by the time the playoffs start at the end of the season. They'll have Carey Price back. They'll have Brendan Gallagher back. When Gallagher gets back in the lineup, everyone knows what he brings to a hockey team, right? He's a real gamer. He's got this, 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 this competitive fire that's contagious. And you're seeing it. You know who has that? Josh Anderson has that. And Anderson tonight, you can just, like, he, he tried. But unfortunately, it just, it didn't work out for the Canadians tonight. It's the sick podcast. If you go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more, use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. I'm Marinero. It's the sick podcast. Cole Caulfield. I thought it was a little bit difficult for Cole tonight. Um, hanging out on the perimeter quite a bit. It's been able to not hurt his play at every other level because the one-timer is just so good. The shot is just so good. Real smart player. He knows how to get open. He knows where goals are scored. But in the National Hockey League, I think he's going to have to get in a little bit tighter. So I thought, you know, there was an adjustment to be made in that respect. But, you know, who on the Montreal Canadiens looked good tonight? I I would say uh, I thought Jake Evans looked okay. Nick Suzuki obviously scored a big goal, but it was uh, it was it was tough for the Canadians. It was tough, and one of the things I think we're also going to see is John Merrill was a minus two tonight, paired with Romanov, who was also minus two. Dominic Ducharme wanted to see what he had in Merrill. He wanted to see what he had in Gustafsson. He's had a chance to see it, and I think it's time that they bring Brett Kulak back in the lineup. So I got to tell you this: I think Kulak's going to be there on Friday night. Um, I think he's a better option right now. Not that he's a better option than Merrill, because I think Merrill has his merits as well. But I think the th- situation with Merrill and Kulak is, you know, they'll keep one defenseman in as long as he plays well. And if that defenseman doesn't play well, then the other guy is going to get the turn. So uh, I-, I think we're going to see Kulak next game. Uh, I thought it was a good game for Joel Edmondson, who had an assist and he was a plus one. I thought it was a good game for Jeff Petrie who had an assist, and he was plus one. Uh, Once again, I thought Suzuki was okay. I love the fact that Josh Anderson had three shots on goal, and he had six hits in this hockey game. Yol Armia had three shots on goal as well. Uh, Tyler Toffoli had seven hits. It's the most I've ever seen him involved, actually, in a hockey game this season in that respect. But the Canadians just didn't have enough firepower. They didn't have enough horses to go up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And you know, I don't know how much better it's going to be against the Winnipeg Jets on Friday, but the Canadians are going to have to hope that they're going to get some bodies back here because if they're going to be decimated like this without these five bodies, it's going to be really, really hard for them to beat a team like the Winnipeg Jets, who I know are going to be, you know, have their a couple of injuries as well. And Nick Ehlers is out for the rest of the, the regular season and stuff like that. But, man, they they are really going to sweat it out. You know what the good thing is? as we try and find somewhat of a silver lining is sometimes when you coast into the playoffs, you're not playing playoff games. And so when the playoffs start, you got away from actually some, you're probably not used to the tempo and used to the playoffs because you got away from playoff hockey for a while because you had solidified your spot. 
You gave guys a night off. And ideally, don't get me wrong, ideal situation, the Canadians win the next three, four games here, try and distance themselves, clinch a playoff spot, rest Shea Weber, who's going to be 36 in August, rest Jeff Petrie, who's going to be 34 in December. Both of them have played. They play 22 to 23 minutes a game. Rest Corey Perry. Rest Eric Stahl. That's the ideal situation. But at the same time, because it's tight around the collar, because it's going to come down right to the end to find out if the Canadians are going to make the playoffs, the advantage that you have at least is that every game is a playoff game. Every game is a four-point game. And so you're going to know when the playoffs start, if you're in it, you're going to know what it means to play in tight hockey games, to play in four-point games, because they're playing in them right now. And that, I think, is the silver lining. I, I can't really find more than that, to tell you the truth, is that if they make the playoffs, once again, uh, they'll have a week off in between games. Guys can rest then. If they win the next couple of games, maybe you rest a couple of guys. Folks, I'll tell you this, though. If the Canadians get their guys back, if they get their players back, and they have that rest that we just talked about, I think the Canadians are closer to being the team that they were. I think the Canadians are closer to being the team that they were in the first month and a half of the season than the Canadians have been in the last month and a half of the season. The last month and a half of the season has been injuries, has been fatigue, has been condensed schedule. The first month of the season, first month and a half, you saw what the Canadians were able to do with a healthy lineup, a 10-day camp, everyone fresh. So if they can get back to that, I think you're going to see a much more competitive Canadians team. It wouldn't shock me if they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. I wouldn't bet on it. I think Toronto's got the best chance of coming out of the division. But we know, listen, playoff hockey is different hockey. And the Montreal Canadiens, for several, several seasons, have been built for the regular season and not built for the playoffs. This might actually be one of those years when you take a look at the veterans and the pairing of Weber and Sherrod and the pairing of Edmondson and Petrie and the fact that they added Eric Stahl and the fact that they added Corey Perry and, you you know, you, you make that deal for Josh Anderson and you sign Tyler Toffoli as an unrestricted free. Don't forget, the Canadians have, this year, they have several players that were on a team that won the Stanley Cup. They haven't had that in a long time. So it leads me to believe that the Canadians, if they get in, and I still believe they will, it won't be easy though. But if they get in, I believe the Canadians will be a better playoff team than they were a regular season team in the last month and a half of the season. Until we do this again next time, I'm Marinero reminding all of you that you are listening to and watching The Sick Podcast. You can listen to it on all social media platforms and you can follow us and watch us on Facebook and on Instagram at The Sick Podcast. Canadians and the Winnipeg Jets, Friday night, Canadians and the Ottawa Senators, Saturday night, both games at the Bell Center. I'll check back in a couple of days and talk about those games. Until then, I'm Marinero, The Sick Podcast. 
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid.